And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. Wherever you are listening, whether you're on a podcast streaming platform or if you're on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment and a like. And I am so thrilled to have my second guest speaker episode of 2021. Absolutely thrilled to introduce my next guest. She is just the true embodiment of an artist. She's a spoken word artist, poet, publicist, teacher. She's done some films. She's been a podcast host. She does it all, really. And of course, I'm talking about the lovely Amanda Shea is joining the Turntable Teachers today. Welcome, Amanda, to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, y'all, hey. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful intro. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You are so you welcome. Thank you for being here. How are you today? How's it going? You know, um, I'll be honest, I had a really busy day. Mm. Um, I woke up super late for it, but <laughs> I had a really busy day. Uh, I did a couple photo shoots. Um, I've changed some smoke detectors, but clearly didn't get them all. So we'll be hearing that in the background, courtesy of dead batteries. Um, <laughs> we uh, Hanging out with my son, we just actually ordered uh, some Spanish food, which is absolutely delicious. I'm waiting to devour mine until after the interview. So okay. I can just smell it right now. And it's... So you got something to look forward to after this, for sure. I mean, I was already <laughs> looking forward to this interview. Oh. The so food is just like the icing on the cake, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good icing on the cake. That sounds that sounds really nice. So, um, Amanda. So interestingly enough, uh, the first time I got kind of introduced to you was actually on CWTFB Radio with Charlie Machine, who is a friend of ours. And you, it's my guy. He's a great guy. Charlie, shout out to Charlie. Shout out to the, the entire CWTFB team. Great uh, local Boston podcast. You guys go check that out if you haven't. I mean, I'm sure if you've been a fan of ours for a while, you've seen he's been on the show prior. So Amanda was on there with Brandy Blaze uh, not too long ago, right? I think that was what, maybe six months ago, something like that. Yeah, I mean, time is just flying by. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, myself, uh, Brandy Blaze and DJ Washam. Shout out my guy, Charlie. Oh, Washam. I almost forgot. I forgot. How did I forget about Washam too? She was on that. We uh, we did a little bit of a, uh, when she dropped her album, we we put her on our new music Friday and all that. So two incredible artists Thank y'all for that. That's gang gang. That's that's family. (laughs) But yeah, they named that, he named that episode the Jacksons. Um, Y'all will find out why they call us the Jacksons if you go watch the podcast. Definitely go check that one out, especially right after after this one. If you have if, if you can't get enough of Amanda yeah. Shea, which I'm sure you won't have, you will you'll definitely need more after this. After for sure. this one, though. After this one. Yeah. After this one. Definitely. But weirdly, interestingly enough, Amanda, actually, I saw you perform live in October, and it was actually October fourth. And so the story's a little interesting, and I, and I didn't tell you this before you came on. So this is this is my little surprise to you when I told you uh, off air before this, but. So I have a friend of mine. Uh, it's actually my brother's girlfriend. She is uh, part of the Freedom Fighters Co- uh, Coalition, and yes, she. So she actually uh, FFC. Uh, yes, yes, and then weirdly enough, uh, my mom is actually a poet herself and a writer, and of course yeah. there was this big slam poetry uh, session that was happening in the Boston Common on October fourth, and so we convinced my mom to go do it. So we all went to support her. It was me. Uh, my brother, my brother's girlfriend, my girlfriend came along with me too. Yes. 
and so we were all there and um so my mom goes and she she did a fantastic job and we were very proud of her and then i'm sitting there we're watching the rest of them obviously and it was a very moving day if anybody hasn't hasn't been to any of these especially once the weather gets nicer and you guys can especially in the spring definitely go check some of these out they're really amazing and uh so anyway so i hear your name called and i'm like wait a second that name sounds familiar and as you get up and i see your face i'm like oh she was on she was on cwtfb radio i've totally <laughs> seen amanda before and you got up there and you had two incredible poems but the first one was so moving i couldn't remember exactly what you were talking about but the second one i actually took a recording of because yes I, I, and i and I'll, I'll quickly play it in just a second a, a, a piece of it but you were talking about your sideburns yes <laughs> Wish sideburns were important. They literally do nothing but sit there, serving nothing but its existence. Dark hairs making a trail alongside my earlobe. What's its purpose? I wish I could ask Ashanti. <laughs> Being teased for having sideburns feels like a slap to the face. We all have them. So what? Mine are dark, long, thick. My grandmothers are thick, were thick. Wish I got to ask her how she felt about hers or about her hairy arms or hairy neck. I wonder if she grabbed her throat to silence herself from speaking out or was it to cover them? Our culture is known for our hair, Portuguese, Iberian, Southern European. Funny how the hair on your head allows you the courtesy of speaking loud in a room depending on how relaxed or laid it is. Had being visibly hairy equate to royalty, we'd be rich, spoiled. The soil in our acres of land would have gold in it. Every speck for every insult, every comment of, you should shave it, wax it, hide it, hide yourself. You're too loud in here with all that hair. Go sit down somewhere with your hairy sideburns and arms. Go shave it like you do those armpits. Get in there, cut off every piece of hair off your body except your crown, conform to fit in. I wish I could ask my grandmother how she coped with her sideburns. That's it. You know, that's the third time I've performed that poem ever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sideburns. Your sideburns. Yes. yes. And so the coolest part about this, right? And again, my, <laughs> my, so my girlfriend's sitting next to me and she has been, told me for like years, right? That she has been, since she was a kid growing up, that she was always been so self-conscious about her sideburns, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, and people making fun of her and things like that. And you get up there and you're just you're talking about these exact things, right? And like people making fun of you for your sideburns and like basically it was kind of a like I I thought anyway, the way I I kind of took it was like a critique on like the vain qualities of like things that we value in society, right? Cuz we value like appearances and hair and all that oh, jazz. And my girlfriend's sitting there and she's like 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 mouth half open and she's just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, like and I looked at her because I knew I was just like, oh, this is speaking to you, I'm sure. She, so she appreciated that so much. So something as small as a, like talking about sideburns. And this is, again, a testament to Amanda. She's cracking up laughing, and I know. 
that, <laughs> but this is again the testament of, of Amanda as an artist, right? Her ability to just touch whoever is in the crowd, and, and she clearly had no idea until now that she really made a, a big, profound impact on my girlfriend. And right before uh, a little earlier, I was telling her you were coming on the show, and she remembered you right away. She was like, "That was the sideburn one." She was talking <laughs> about the so, of course. Oh, I'm so glad you did not tell me this. Like, you said a surprise. I had no idea. Yep. Oh, I remember. Wow. Thank you for. uh, There's so many, like, emotions. (laughs) Um, Thank you for saying that and, and telling me that story. That day, that day alone was just so heavy and impactful. Um. And I remember your mom. Do you? I do. Really? I remember her. Interesting. Um, I think... So there was two things going on that same day. So there was the Boston Commons FFC. Mm-hmm. And then Shane Dillon and his band were playing like live in the, in the park on the other side. Yeah. Um, and what's so like incredible about that day for me anyways is like... The fact that we're utilizing art to really bring people together, like mm-hmm. outside at the same time by by artists that know each other, but they're literally just doing like they didn't plan it. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just exactly it was just absolutely beautiful. The poems that day, the just the people you like it. It felt so good. Like I saw so many people out there, too. Um it was just a gorgeous day. Um, shout out Eva Davenport and Pauline and Kareem who like popped up on me um, that same day. Uh, Eva and I were actually on the other side performing with Shane Dillon and his band. And shout out to them because it was just a really dope day with really great energy. Um, wow, sideburns. Tell right. you, uh, she's going to probably hear this. What's sure. her name? Her, Your name, her name is Carissa. Carissa. Thank you so much. And like, yes. Okay, sis, I understand. Okay, I was made fun of too. Um, That's, I never would have thought anybody could relate to that, honestly, ever. And and yeah, and it's weird because she's talked about it, like I said, before that day. And like, for me, it was just kind of one of those things I'm like, people are making funny for yourself. Like, it didn't dawn on me that it was really like something that people are actually like, but maybe, I don't know, maybe more people will listen to this and be like, yes, me too. <laughs> like there's going to be this big, massive group now of people that were just completely bullied for their sideburns, which is which is just crazy to me. I don't understand how that's a even a thing. But a thing? I guess it is. Kids are mean. Kids are um, mean. Kids are yeah, mean. kids are mean. And hair is really important, right? right. Like we really, it's it's how we identify ourselves. It's, a, it's one of the first things people see. So, yeah, it's crazy. That's why I, like, shouted out Ashanti in it, too, because she was the only person that I knew of that was publicly um, talked bad about for her sideburns. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. So, shout out Ashanti. And, like, she's got the versus battle coming up with Keisha Cole, so, like, I'm waiting. That's right. I'm I'm waiting. I'm, like, it's, like, two weeks away, I believe. So, I'm, like, I'm here for it. I wonder if anybody's going to talk about her sideburns or even bring it up. Who knows? Well, maybe she'll like do like an Eminem spin on it and she'll bring it up first before, so no one else has, <laughs> no one else can, you know what I mean? I hope so. <laughs> that's a good strategy. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, someone's take a rip out of Marshall Mathers' book, right, at that, that point. But uh, who, who you got in that one, Ashanti or Keisha Cole, you think? Oof. Who do you think? Um, I don't want to be trolled, 
But, um, Ashanti's written a lot of songs for people, other artists. Right. Uh, there's so many factors for me that go into it. It's not even just like about hit songs or catalog or discography features or whatever that people are like looking at. I look at it like singer songwriter ability, right. right? Like, what are their live performances like? You know, um, have they written for other artists? Do they write their own music? Things of that nature. So it's hard. But I'm going to have to stay true and go with Keisha Cole. Okay. That was okay. like my first instinct when I first heard it. And yeah, I don't know what's going on with them postponing it so much. Just mm-hmm. saying. But yeah, Keisha Cole, I remember watching her on like 106 in Park, like singing every opportunity she get, she could get. She was like co-hosting and she would sing. Like just yeah. so to make sure like her voice was heard, which I always admired. So yeah, but I like Ashanti too. Both very strong artists and legends. They're yeah. legends. Legends. I agree. Totally legends. legends. Totally yeah. legends. But I mean, I think you're when it got, when it's all said and done, especially in this in this uh, uh, in, in Boston. I think you will end up being a, a Boston legend. I, I really do because you you are you just seem like you're, uh, you are just everywhere. It's crazy. Like you're like I think I do a lot, and then I look at like your page, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like. When I'm doing my research, I was like, I know I, I sent, like, I almost felt like I was overwhelming poor Amanda when I was sent uh, all my interview questions in in in, uh, in advance because she was just like, oh wow, you're very thorough, and I was just like, well, you've done a lot, so <laughs> it had to be thorough. But I want to, I want to start I, first with, I can we, can I just say thank you for that? Like, sure, yeah. I don't know how to take compliments, so I'm learning how to say thank you. <laughs> like, thank you for that. Um, wow, I don't think anybody else has said that to me um i've heard godmother of boston um before shout out pauline for that dubbed me as godmother of boston but legend i i i hope so that's legacy means so much to me so yeah i hope so but thank you thank you for saying that wow I'll go. I'm I'll, like blushing. I'll, go, I'll, <laughs> I'll totally, I'll totally rock with Godmother. That actually sounds a little bit better, honestly. I think, I think that fits your your just mystique and your aesthetic a lot better too. Anyway, but um, I, want, I definitely want to go. Uh, get oh into, no, I, I like Legend too. I like Legend. We ain't gonna knock that. Okay, we're gonna, right. keep, we gonna keep Legend okay, there too. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'll take both. I'll, I'll take both. It's fine. I'll take I'll both. Take I'll both. take. I'll take all. I'll take all. I definitely want to first uh, talk to you a little bit about obviously your history as a spoken word artist. So just like, how did you kind of get into spoken word and just kind of the scene in Boston? Like, where did you, where did your kind of roots start there? Um, I have been writing literally since eight years old. Um, it started out at first, honestly, as like journal entries. Like I was on my dear diary. Um, I actually loved the book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom. One of like my ever, like, it's just like that and the witches is like, I, I know, right? <laughs> those are, those were like my two favorite like childhood books and, um, still are. So, um, yeah, I've been writing for a really long time. It kind of morphed into like other types of writing like um it went from like dear diary entries to spoken word poetry to um stripping the songs uh lyrics off of like my favorite songs and like trying to fit my words at like nine and ten years old what in my mind what love was (laughs) and plugging it in um but I moved here most people think I'm from Boston I am not 
Um, I moved here in 2006. I went to uh, RCC, Roxbury Community College, and there was such a big, like, poetry community uh, at the school. Um, so many of the Club Hope members who are now uh, Hope Inc. members, uh, shout out to them, Quasi, Desiree, Mike, uh, Tim, Curtis, Crystal, uh, everybody, everybody, everybody. Um, I met them and they were throwing these like open mic nights at the school. And I like attended a few of them and I was just like, yo, this is like way different. Like I've never ever experienced something like this, like live and in charge. And it's like people who are like my peers, like some of them I didn't even know. I'd be sitting with them in class, we'd be kicking the shit. And I had no idea that they could like spit. So it was like super dope. Um, And then uh, I had graduated, went to UMass Boston, you know, lived my life, like kind of like, you know, what you do after school, find a career, et cetera, et cetera. And then popped back out into the scene. And I was seeing spoken word artists, uh, Risha Green, um, Didi Delgado, Nava the Butterfly, Matt Parker, Matt Ganim, Free, Jadi, D. Ruff, um, so many, so many people that were like just spitting oompa, spitting their poems and like just being like unapologetic about it and you could like feel it. And I was just like, holy shit, where am I? This is incredible. Like every single one of them. And uh, Hope Inc. ended up opening up uh, the open mic nights at Dudley Cafe. Uh, shout out to Bipla who made that possible. And we started running open mics every first one day of the month um, in 2017. And mind you, I was more like the organizer. Like I would, I love like being like, hey, you want to go see something dope? Come on over here. Yeah. And uh, the host at the time uh, had a personal family matter that they had to attend to. So the group kind of just like looked at me. The team was like, uh, so we need a host and it's going to be you. And I'm just like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I'm not really good at this. I'm also not one of these types of artists who shares their work. At the time, I wasn't sharing my poetry op- like out in the open. I, I was still very much to myself. Um, I'd read it to some friends from time to time, but night never go on stage. So when you're the host and sometimes, you know, you got to break the ice, you have to read your stuff. Um, and also show people like you can do it. Um, after the first couple open mics that I was hosting, I was so nervous. I was shaking. I really was really terrible. I was terrible. Um, didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, after a few of them, I'm just like, I feel like a hypocrite because I will see somebody who I know, you know, is a poet and I would I would encourage them to go on the mic like, come on, come on. But I never did it myself. So I felt like I needed to, you know, take that initiative and, you know, find myself. Plus, I wanted to, like, you know, feel what that would feel like to speak it out loud not just to like myself, but to an audience and like feel what that would feel like in my body. And I'm so glad that I did. All of those people that I named inspired me to kind of like step into it um, wholeheartedly. So I think every single one of them. And I think that's why I'm everywhere, as you say, because I Boston has given so much to me, like ever since I've been here. 
So I just feel like, I don't want to say indebted, because then that means that I owe. I just feel really grateful. So I just want to be able to give that back, pay that back in any, like, move it forward, bring it forward, give it forward, if you will. Um, Because that's what Boston has done for me. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, pay it forward. Absolutely. I love that. And I love what you said, too, about just kind of like taking that leap of faith there and trying to, again, like being vulnerable. That's a vulnerable place to be in. Right. When you are performing, for, especially for the first time, I think it's a vulnerable space to be in any time you, you know, you do it or perform, you know, your, your art and, and put that out to the world or out to, to people to consume and, and potentially resonate with or even critique or whatever, whatever it is. But yeah, you know, that part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But for you, it's like, you know, to be in that vulnerable place. And I think that, that seems like it was such a growth moment for you, it sounds like, in that in that moment when that that initial uh, time you, you hosted one of these, which is, and I, and you have, and the person that was saying that to you, they're definitely right, because you definitely have the personality, like you can definitely carry a crowd, like people will crack it, like, you know, you're engaging now. And like, again, like I said, when you can even hear it in the video that I played with, with your sidebirds uh, thing, where people are cracking up laughing at you, like very engaged, like, you know, so um it seems like you just kind of needed that little push to get you to get you in the right direction and you know the rest has kind of you know been history for you the last couple of years here and and it's, that's just amazing i love to hear that that's that's so awesome thank you uh what? it's the community that i'm in you know we are only as progressive as the members of said community that we reside in so um it i always tell people like i'm a mere reflection so if you see something in me that you know, um, inspires you or draws you to me or makes you laugh or just in a good space or you just feel good energy. Like that's a mere reflection of you. Seriously. Absolutely. You have to have it to recognize it. Right. And that energy is really, again, like what can be potentially a growing moment for not only you, but people that are out in the audience and things like that. And, um, yeah, no, I, I, I can't wait to attend some more. I'm, I'm really glad that I did, uh, right before, you know, it got cold. So I'm sure in the spring, the summertime, I'll be at more and we'll be probably promoting a bunch more when, uh, when we see them, you know, sprout up and things like that. Yes. But I love that. Love it. Absolutely. And like, I, I teach English. So, I mean, that's kind of in my pull wheelhouse. Up. You, know? you just have to pull up. Like, come on, pull up. <laughs> I don't write. I, I can't say I don't write. This is, I, I know my strength. I'm not really a creative guy. For, I'm more analytical inside, right? I run a podcast. I can speak, but. but Says I, the guy I, who's interviewing and doing research. And this is a form. Podcasting is a form of journalism, but you're not an artist. Okay. Oh, we'll let you me. have that. She's, we'll she's let you, we'll let you have that. <laughs> <laughs> she's comment. She's like, I'm pretty sure you are. Oh, that's good. I, love that. <laughs> I uh, mean, communication is art, right? Yeah, like, yeah that's true. Communication that's true. is art. Um, so if you're able to hold conversations and do interview and conduct interviews with folks, and yeah, that's a form that is an art form. In a sense, yeah, I guess. No, and it's funny. Like I do sort of look at my podcast as a. As, I guess. I guess you're kind of right. I guess I do look at it as, as, as an art form in a lot of ways. So. Um, and, and I look at myself as a creative. So that's interesting. No, I, well, thank you for that. I, I, you're I welcome. That. Own it. <laughs> Just own it. Just own it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, for you, though, I'm, I'm curious, like, what's the most, um, like, what's, what's the tougher part? Is it the performance aspect at this point or is it the writing or, or like which in which one do you sort of enjoy the most if, if, if you were to pick? <sighs> Interestingly enough, um, I don't know if it's because, you know, we're not allowed outside or even like before we're going outside, 
I love performances. Um, I love performing in front of people, being able to have eye contact with people, feel the energy and just be connected. Um, and I think also what I love about performing is like a little bit of us when we're doing it, like we are healing that part. Like every time I perform, it could be the same poem 25 times, maybe even 55 hundred times I feel different every time like it's always a different experience for me um sometimes good sometimes not sometimes very triggering it depends um I think before COVID um really like made us kind of sit down um I was looking at ways of like basically broadening my like artistic palette if you will uh I had started in like 2018. I put out this really short, like uh, documentary type style film with Afro Afrola uh, Productions and Erica Femino, who's an amazing artist, Skippy uh, Sanon, who's also an amazing artist. Um, and we came together and just made this beautiful, like seven minute, 45 second, like mini doc uh, that combined at a, a snippet of my performance at arts underground shout out to eva davenport um i met so many people through that through that event so just thank you to her um and we combined like a live performance a conversation um and like three different types of style of art so i had skippy and erica Firmino uh, body paint me and um we also had like a short like kind of like just dialogue along the lines of like what the poem actually really means, which wasn't even initially going to be included, but I thought it was just important. And uh, Afro Lola Productions also thought it was important to keep that in there because some of the words that we were talking about, most people didn't haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. um, and we combined photography and film all together. And I was like, yo, this is really dope. Like, everything intersects right so like when you're in a performance you're being filmed you're being recorded like it's just it's the ways of intersecting art so I just started brainstorming like how can I you know do things that are outside of just performances because we go through a lot of stuff as artists and the climate sometimes does change and that's hard for us to live on a day-to-day -day basis you know, primarily off of our art. Not all of us are able to do so or it takes us some time. People see, you know, me now and it's like I started somewhere too. Like it was it was really, really hard. You know what I mean? But we keep persevering no matter what. And I think a way of doing that is creating revenue for ourselves outside of just performance, live performance. So I just started to think about film. And then when COVID hit, it was just like, okay, well, now there's nowhere to perform. And if we are going to perform, it's going to be over Zoom, which I love. I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunities. And I love the way that our community and organizations have pivoted in, in the midst of COVID and have still been able to give platforms for artists in this time. However, it is a different experience. And for me, it's a, it's a lot to give. 
Um, I feel like it's more so to give uh, through Zoom than it is in person. I don't know why I can't really put that in words, but it just is what it is. Maybe because some of these frequency waves through the technology gets gets our connections fuzzy and our energy can't completely connect directly. I don't know. But for me, I just I wanted to start taking a step back for two reasons. One what if the platforms never come back, right? Right. And two, um, I want people to really fuck with the art, you know? Like, don't just fuck with it because, oh, it's Amanda Shea and she's dropping this. Sh-. Like, nah, like, do you like what I created, though? Right. Like, do you see the message? Do you get, like, what I've tried to cultivate and, like, what I'm giving? Um, and I feel like that's why film has been what I've been... Le- so, um, to answer your question, um, I think... I love performing, but I'm just looking back. I'm just taking a step back and looking at like what production looks like Um, as opposed to just like live performing. Yeah, but that's good, though, because you're seeing it like you said, I think. And that's kind of reiterated. It kind of reiterates what I was saying at the very beginning of this episode where I was like, you are really just an artist at def- just kind of in general because you you have your hand in so many different things and I think you know it's just it's just another skill set that you can kind of have in your toolbox in a way for you to again spread your message or whatever you're trying to spread with that. Oh, there you are. I think I lost you for a second. We're back. Sorry about that. Um so I think that's a great segue though. I would love to talk a little bit more about your endeavors in film because you've been putting out a lot of more film projects now and things like that. So talk to me a little bit about those. Uh thanks. Um <laughs> those are my babies outside of like my my babies. Um yeah, so honestly, now that you just said that like out loud and I'm reader, it's funny what comes to you and what moments. Um I have to think be heard. Uh, Be Heard World. Um, they are a dance spoken word. Uh, uh, they a film production company who um, really talk about social issues um, and build dance and infuse poetry within that to make these amazing, amazing uh, hour long productions. It is amazing. So I feel like ever since I've joined them, which has been almost believe it or not, three years. Um, Wow. (laughs) Um, I've been with them for a long time. Um, I love the fact that I was at the same, I'm seeing all these like forms of art once again, infusing themselves in. And then we went on tour. And while we were on tour, they were filming everything. Um, so I was just like, this is super cool, like very much documentary style, but I'm like, this is just so cool to be able to have all of us. There was 17 of us on tour. Um, so it was a lot of us, um, to have all of us be able to go on this journey together and perform in all these different states with one another and also just be able to have something to look back at it. Like, um, look back at it, look back at it. Like, um, (laughs) something to like, look back at as like documentation of what we did, like what we accomplished, which is absolutely beautiful. So I think that's what first piqued my interest, but also like doing the origin, um, short film, 
But now I'm just kind of like, well, I'm going to take all my poems and I'm going to create videos to each and every one of them. What my interpretation would be of acting it out per se, um, which has been super cool, um, but also very challenging. Uh, it's a beautiful process, but uh, for somebody like me who I like to think about myself as like a perfectionist, um, it makes it hard uh, because I will sit on projects for a while before actually releasing them, um, which is what happened with three of these first videos, uh, two of these first three videos. So um, I teamed up with Jay Hunt. Hey, Jay Hunt, that's my guy, gang, gang. Um, and I teamed up with Maze Radio, gang, 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 uh, Danny Reyes of Maze Radio and Figs of Maze Radio. And uh, Jay Hunt and I, and shout out to my other poetry sis, uh, Sublime Love, who starred in FaceTime. And then we did Entangled, which I'm actually in. And then with Maze Radio, we did Resilience, um, which, oh. I love all three of them. For me, that I just feel like as poets, most of us, um, I think most people think like of a poet as at the mic, just reading from a book. Um, even though we've seen different variations of that and that is its origin, I feel like poets can just take their their poems and create stories out of them. Inevitably, they are stories. So we can put that or translate that into film, which is a whole different experience than just hearing the poem, seeing the poem. There's so many different variations of art. I am a visual learner, audio learner. Um, that's just how I am. And when I go to the museum and I'm looking at paintings, I could literally be there for hours because I am sitting there thinking about each piece and each layer of each piece. Like, what is what was the artist thinking? And like, where did this derive from? What is my interpretation of it? What layers and textures did they use to create this piece? Um, and then be able to read the side card if there is one. Um, if there isn't, it's just like, it's cool to be able to research and just strip back the layers. It's like an onion. You're just peeling away. So I just, I hope to convey my art in the same ways where people look back on it or as they say in hip hop, you know, run it back, come rewind on my art, you know, um, and be like, oh, I didn't, I missed that that first time. Oh, I didn't hear that that second time. Oh, shit. What else is this about? Like, critical and emotional thinking inevitably because the things that I want to release are very like emotional things. Uh, most of my poems are about my personal experiences. So they have to connect in some way to me. Um, for me, I write for me first. <laughs> and then I think about whether or not I want to perform it for people. I have so many poems um, it, which is why I'm going to be releasing a chat book, um, something light, uh, which is, again, another way of people consuming your art. Um, you don't necessarily have to perform. You could be an author, turn your poems into books, audio books, even. Um, there's so many lanes, you know what I mean? We just have to find which one fits for us in our art. 
Yeah, no, I think that's such a good sentiment. And especially like you said, I like what you said about how you sit at when you go to a museum, you sit at a painting or whatever it is in front and you sit there and you think about all those different things. And I think that that is the artist's intent, right, is for the people to not just just walk by it for five seconds, be like, oh, that looks cool. All right, I'm going to go on to the next one. Like you want to sit with it and actually understand it. And, you know, it's the same thing in music. It's the same thing in poetry, right? Like it's all trying to convey some sort of message, bigger theme. And and really it's it's used. I mean, art is one of the best teachers I think that we have, you know what I mean? In just our humanity. Um, you know, I think it, it separates us from a lot of different, well, obviously all animals in a sense, because we're able to express art like that in, in a way that, you know, most other, you know, living beings can't. So it's just really a, Again, it's, it's, it's just a human, I think, aspect of it that, you know, we sometimes take for granted a little bit, I think. You know what I mean? Because I think people, you know, whether they, and I hear this all the time and I hear artists, um, you know, be upset about this a lot where it's like they'll draw, they'll put their heart and soul into an album and they'll drop it. People will listen to it for a week. I think, you know, I think it was Red Shades when she came on, she was talking about this and she was saying how, you know, it just dropped in, you know, just dropped an album and then two weeks later oh when are you coming out with some new stuff and it's like, <laughs> yes. like i just dropped a whole album an hour-long album what are you talking about you know what i mean so shout out red shades that's exactly oh. one of the people that i'm talking about when i say like really sitting there and you have to digest it mm -hmm. you know what i mean run it back come rewind there's not a project that red has that i'm not doing that with mm -hmm. um and it's true. That's exactly how this society is. Um, as soon as you drop something, it's like, well, what's next? It's right. like we live in a very like popcorn microwave type of society where it's quick, 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 quick. Right. And I think that's also, again, the beauty of being able to sh like be able to strip apart something that you already have. Right. So mm. like we talk about content all the time constantly we're like oh we got to get this out and i need this and i need that and i need this but it's like but you have something you know it's just like artists you guys have music um you all excuse me you all have music for all that you have one version of your your song do a remix you know or do an acoustic set with your whole album to change the like we can mess with melodies and we can change the production we can slow things down speed it up we could do whatever we want and i think that's like my main message is like let's not look at this in a linear way like we don't yeah. have to constantly be in the back room like dexter <laughs> like dexter's laboratory <laughs> pining away you know, um, <laughs> uh, on trying to f recreate or figure out what we're going to do. It's right. like, use what you already have. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Use, use upon your own experiences and all of that. So no, that's a, it's a really good sentiment. And, um, I think it, it, it allows us, I think as just a society now to just maybe just take a breath and slow down a little bit. I think we're too, I think if there was one maybe good thing that came from the pandemic is I think it allowed us to do that. I think we're going to be, you know, on the precipice of a mental health crisis after this whole thing, which is a whole nother conversation. But I just think in ter in general, we, I think we were all going so fast at such a, you know, such a rate that, you know, I don't think we're built for it. And I think it, it's given us an opportunity, at least for me, like I, I've really been able to sit with more, 
like you said, poetry, uh, literature, music, even art form, uh, different art forms like, you know, paints. I, I don't know. It's just given me more of a more time to just sit and really analyze things. And I already have that analytical mind, but it's really given me even more of, of an opportunity to do that. And uh, and yeah, definitely huge shout out to Red Shades. She's uh, for those of you guys, she uh, yeah. she made our top 10 albums of the year in 12 for yes. 2020. And she also made our top, top 20 Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Uh, uh, songs list as, as well. So well, big, so big, big shout out to Yes. Show and, uh, Go so, off, sis. That yeah. album's fire. Insane. All of her projects are fire. Unbelievable. 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 Fire, and, fire. I and, absolutely yeah. love Red. And she's another one where it's like, you know, even within the pandemic, like we watched her just move. Mm-hmm. Um, her whole rollout was just insane. Um, what she was doing was just different than what we were seeing right. at that time. And she's definitely somebody I'm inspired by. And I, and I look up to for real, um, just cause she's just always like visionary and just mm. always, always trying to think of ways, um, to just reinvent, you know? And Absolutely. I think, and be able to connect people to the ways in which of how she's going about it and sharing the knowledge um i admire yeah, that about sure. her um, oh yeah she, i know she's a lot she's... I, I respect her a lot she's definitely gonna be um to me in my mind she's already a legend but when mm. we talk about boston legends red shades uh her name's definitely in there absolutely and she, she had a great episode too for you guys so make sure you check that out after of course after this one but uh, if you missed that if you happen to miss red shades on our show in 2020 she jumped on and had a fantastic episode and like i said she and as amanda's saying too she is definitely a visionary and and she can rap boy can her she rap. ass off ass off i mean bars the crazy flows that she played with on that album it's it's next level so definitely make sure you check out that phil dior album too if you haven't but uh no, I, I definitely want to talk a little bit more because I think that this this project was so powerful for you was the Resilience Project. And I want you to explain that a little bit more to our audience about what that whole concept was about and, and really, you know, where you were trying to go artistically with that. Because I think that was, again, one of the most uh, beautiful things I've seen in the last couple of years, for sure. Really thank too. you. Wow. <laughs> I told you I don't know how to take all of this. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wow. Uh Wow, you never know like how people truly feel until you have a conversation. Um, so thank you. Uh, Resilience. FaceTime was um, a beautiful project to me. So I released three videos. And um, like I said, shout out to Jay Hunt did FaceTime and Entangled. And shout out to Sublime Love for being in FaceTime. And shout out Nancia as well, who was on the set for Entangled as well and just like killed it. Just the tons of support she gives me, the jacket she she gifted me. She's just an amazing person as well. Um, y'all go check her out, obviously, after artist. this. Um, yeah. So uh, when we did those, you know, they were done for a while. And I was just kind of like nitpicking you know what i'm saying like about every single thing and you know i love you jay i hope you're not upset that i'm saying it but i i'm sure he was like amanda because <laughs> i was just like it was such a big deal for me because it was the first time i had ever done it and i'm like i just want to do it justice facetime was a poem i wrote in covid basically talking about how i have to look at my face now being on zoom all the time mm-hmm. and how i had insecurities about that 
Um, and I was nervous about even putting that out, to be honest, because I don't talk about that stuff. And most people, when they see me, they, they say that I appear very confident. You know what I mean? Even though I suffer from anxiety and social anxiety, I feel like I do an okay job hiding it. But people say I appear confident, but it takes a lot to get me to those levels. Um, and it was really a vulnerable space to put myself in because I'm like, damn, I'm all talking about my face. Like, who trashes them? You know what I mean? Like, who points out their insecurities, like the Eminem effect? But I just felt like there was so many people that probably felt the same way. Like, damn, I got to get on the computer again. Like, I'm on Zoom. Like, I got to get dressed. I got to Like, we don't necessarily feel like ourselves 1,000%. You know what I mean? So that was that. And then Entangled was about um, basically how I summed up my marriage. Uh, I uh, was married and I think most people know that uh, I am now uh, getting a divorce. Uh, we've been separated for quite some time now. And it was just for me was a way of just talking about what marriage life was like for me, um, which was a really like shitty experience. I'm glad I did it, but it was just a shitty experience. Um, there were some good things that I learned along the way with it, but it like really broke me and entangled came right from a phone call uh, with my ex-husband. Actually, like we got into an argument and instead of like saying everything I really wanted to say, I felt like I needed to put it in the poem. Because, you know, that's what poets do. We, we'll pull over even when we're driving and be like, voice notes or write. I, I like to write. Um, and I was nervous about putting that out because in the video, I'm in the dress that I got married in. So I literally had to put myself back into that space, recite that poem, and it was really hard. But Jay Hunt and Nancia... And, and Sublime Love was actually on the set for that, too. Really held me down in that space. Um, I wasn't acting. It was real emotions. But I was scared watching it back. Like, damn, that's what my face looks like when I feel that way. And it was hard to watch. But I did it. And then resilience. <laughs> that's, I call that one, like, true to my heart. Because it was the first time I've ever coordinated that many people on a set before and it was the first time um out of even the three of them that it, it was this like I was getting glimpses in my head the whole time uh, with resilience but I just wasn't writing it down like I could just see it and um I think Black is King came out maybe like a month or two before I even or maybe I don't know what time is right now. It's a social construct. And because we're in COVID, I don't know how to count months. However, it was sometime when Black is King came out. Y'all can look up the exact date. And I was just so inspired um, by what I was seeing uh, with what Beyonce did with that project and the amount of women. And Resilience was initially, it started off to be a poem about my mom. But while I was writing it, um, every black and brown woman came up yeah. and just like how hard they've how how much they had to be resilient like there was so many different aspects i could think about from my mom's life from my life from my friend's life and then i it just expanded from there it became more of like from a global perspective mm -hmm. and resilience being able to put film to that 
meant so much because I was like, I need, I need the message to be clear. Right. You know, um, we really need to support each other. Um, and not just black and brown women, not just black and brown people, not just black and brown um, trans people, but the world needs to like really unite for real. Right. Um, yeah. So for me, I was just like, it has to be beautiful. And to see Key, shout out to all the women who, you know, were on the, were in the film. Once again, Maze Radio, uh, Danny and Figs uh, did all of the videography and um, they're just an amazing, amazing team. Um, I love them at Maze Radio. Go check them out after this. Um, so just shout out to Kiara, Isha, uh, I, I'm sorry, Key, Isha, um, uh, I'm going to forget everybody's name, Amber, Ari, um, uh, I know I forget everybody's name, Queen, um, Mo, uh, Tia, um, for being in the video. Uh, it was just absolutely amazing. And what was really beautiful um, about the whole experience is that everybody bonded that day. Like, everybody is connected still. Like I see everybody still like friending each other and on their comments and like really having dope conversations. That's, that is like, that's just everything to me. Right. So like fuck the views or like anything like that. Just like creating it is, was absolutely magical for me. And for, I, I know like that day um, will forever like be something we all remember for, for sure. Yeah, no, I think the, like you said, so first of all, we'll, we'll link all of this in the description, guys. So definitely make sure you check it out after this and, uh, you know, show it some love. And, and I think you will, like I said, as you will be as moved as I was, and I'm sure as other people that have, have seen it, uh, you know, were from it. And, you know, I think you're absolutely right. I think if this year, if anything, it's, I mean, this has been a long time coming, This in, but I think you're, you're more, you're, you're right. It's more important now than ever that, you know, we support all walks of life, all kinds of people and understand the pain and some of and not only that, but just the oppression that is still, you know, real and it's still palpable and, and how that we, we, that we just have to, there has to be a call to action to it. There has been calls to action for really this entire last, you know, year that COVID's been, you know, <laughs> hit us. I think it's, it's really kind of opened a lot of people's eyes to it that were kind of closed to it for, you know, a long time. And, you know, like I said, I just think that, you know, more creatives, you know, like, of course, like you and, and others have, have totally obviously talked about it. And, and it's just, it's just really important right now to, to support each other. And, and as Amanda said that, um, and just recognize what's, what's really going on right now. And, um, I just, again, I thank you for not only your, you know, just your art and just, you know, being, putting that out there in the world, but, you know, having the platform to, uh, you know, talk about these things. It's it's truly, truly something that is is moving for sure in a lot of ways. So, thank right. you. I appreciate right. you saying that. I think it's important for us to, you know, do that right now, especially amplify not just our own voices, but those um, who are voiceless or just are not able to speak up for one for themselves. And you know, I think that. It's an important time right now. Yeah, it is. And 
I yeah, think that art is really going to transform and heal the world. I really believe in that. I, I do too. Um, I share the same day as Bob Marley for a birthday. And like, that's one of my favorite artists, period. And I'm just like, love. I know as, as simple as it sounds, it's, it's way, it, love can sometimes be complicated. And we as a, as a race of humans um, have sometimes learned, most of the time have learned that uh, the world hasn't always loved each other. I know. Um, yeah. And I think that we're taught unhealthy ways of what love looks like. And, yeah. you know, we could break down what, you know, boxes people like to put people in, um, which is ridiculous because I just feel like you we should just let people live their lives in which ways they're going to do so. And with that and within that freedom of itself of just existing and being able to be free to exist they're going to treat themselves and other people like way better. So like, think about how that ripple effect would happen. Right. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's so true. And I think that, you know, if we, again, like you said, we show each other love that that will kind of hopefully start this sort of not movement, but again, like you, I get to use your word, like a ripple effect of, you know, just understanding where people are coming from and that, yeah, like you said, love is very complicated, but you know, we do, still need to love and support each other and and i think yeah like you said this this time has just been um really the the, the most kind of eye-opening i think for a, a lot of people and um if you're still in the dark with it i'm, I'm sorry i don't really know how to help you at this point because there's been, there's been a lot <laughs> if there's, there's... you're in the dark with it within society or even just in the darkness of yourself like mm. we don't show pity for those people we just pray for them that mm. they will find uh uh, the solutions uh, sooner rather than later and exactly. they they open their eyes um, mm -hmm. and are able to to see that mm -hmm. um, yeah because yeah you know shadow work and our our inner turmoil also affects the world you yeah. know it's like the pay it forward thing that we were talking about in the beginning it's like when you walk into dunkin donuts and people are paying each other's coffee but then there's some asshole that like just stops the whole chain of command we don't know why that person stopped the chain we don't know you know true but people would automatically assume well you're an asshole because you didn't do it it's like well what if they couldn't afford to do it or what if they only had enough money to um, afford their whatever they were getting that day? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know people's situations. And instead of, like, looking at it like, oh, this person is just an asshole, just look at it as, like, maybe they don't know better, you know? Right. And um, ignorance is bliss sometimes, but also we're in a position to have teachable moments with people. And that's like where humanity comes when people look at a problem and they're like, I'm not touching that. That's problematic for everybody. And that sends, an, again, another ripple effect. You know, we have to do something, you know, when we see something, you know, that's teachable moments. But that's also like accountability and things of that nature. Yeah. But no, all just like I said, all great sentiments. And, and as I mentioned before, guys, make sure you definitely go check out all those videos. They're going to be linked in the description for sure. And I, like I said, you will be as moved, I think, as, as I was if uh, if you have a heart and half a brain. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But, I appreciate uh, that. There's yeah. so much more to come with those. 
Oh, awesome. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic to, to see more. I think that they're, like I said, I think that if we continue to push out art like this, I think, like you said a little earlier, that they are teachable moments and and using art as, as a way to teach. And, and I guess that's a great segue because you are a teacher as well. As well. <laughs> and uh, so I, wanna, uh, I have one more question to ask you, but I definitely want to talk a little bit about teaching too, because Consent. teaching during this time of year is just or during this this time, I should say, is insane. So uh, I wanted to uh, obviously ask you, like, you know, what kind of teacher are you, and and kind of what do you do day to day in terms of like uh, how you how you teach and, and all that. Ah, uh, yes, uh, I have been blessed for the last two years to be a teaching artist. Um, so most people know that I work with Mission Safe as their teaching artist. Um, basically what we do uh, there is we teach uh, all of the youth um, different ways of art skills, uh, photography, um, film, podcasting. I'm super excited where we actually are implementing that in our curriculum oh, like awesome. this year. So we're Very good. Um, yeah. protest art. Um, we're actually doing a project right now surrounding COVID-19 and like how can the youth uh, notify and create videos and informational facts for their peers, but like also at their peer, not just at, for their peers, but also that are like attractive and beautiful. Um, we had watched so many uh, COVID videos and we've seen so many poster boards and we're like, like what could we do like we could do we could be funny about this like we could do tiktok videos we could do an instagram you know what i mean we could right. come up with a rap song like what can we do um that makes it fun but also it's informational uh i also teach poetry um and we do development with uh, performances um how to curate shows all types of things that like Awesome. artists do how to make how to be an equitable artist um as well as like other uh secondary post uh high school education so like we're doing college tours and things like that it's a really amazing program so i'm just happy to be a part of it um and then i also teach uh through medicine wheel productions and um i love working with them because we specialize with teaching um, art to youth who are in this recovering uh, home um, for substance abuse. So for me, it's like super near and dear um, to my heart uh, working with them because um, not to say I, I, I love Mission Safe. Um, with them, I think it's a little different from an emotional perspective because I too have... Um, been raised uh, with, within addict homes um, and I also um, was married to um, a recovering addict uh, he is now a recovering addict so to see these to see these youth um, in the space and having all these feelings um, about just the choices that or decisions or even spaces that they've been forced to be put into um, and struggling in this way, I think it's super important for them to learn coping skills through artistic expression. Mm. Um, for me, writing is healing. Um, and what's beautiful is that 
every single one of them create these beautiful poems. Um, and it's just really beautiful to be able to hear back their stories in their own way. So for me, um, yeah, I love what I do. It's been really, really hard um, because I'd rather be in person, um, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, be doing, you know, we're like we're right now, for instance, uh, we're learning prompt writing um, and we're also drawing with the prompt writing. Like what would, if your prompt, what you wrote, could look like a picture what would that look like wow. so it's just way different when you're over zoom and everybody's got their head down and they're yeah. painting or drawing and writing and you're just like looking <laughs> yeah. um you know it's it's just way different you know um it's a little challenging but we're making it work the best way that we can i also have two sons one in high school and the other in middle school. And uh, to be a parent of children who are, excuse me, teenagers. My son's like, I am not a child. Um, <laughs> teenagers. Um, I see how hard and how difficult this is for them. And I can hear it in the teachers as well. So it's really like a weird space to be in because I completely empathize with the teachers, but I also completely empathize with the, with the kids as well. For sure. No. And, and I think this is a great, like just as a teacher, just as well, like that is a good thing to recognize too. It's like, you know, the, like obviously the students are for sure struggling. Teachers are struggling too. And, and of course, you know, in an ideal world, we want to be back with, in front of our students. There's no, there's no, there's no better way to make that connection than when you're in person in the classroom. But we are doing the best that we can. But I first want to just say thank you for your transparency on on our show and just the vulnerability as well. That and I think this, I think this, is, this is a good teaching tool for anybody that's that's listening right now. And I'm glad that you see this way too. I think that there's this new movement now in, ed, in the educational sphere of you know, this generation of kids is different. They learn differently, right? They have different experiences. So some of the old ways of how we teach might not work with this group. And then, you know, maybe 10, 20 years from now, the way we're doing it now might not work. But it's just yes. important to recognize that, like, you know, how can we reach our students and the people and the, the, the youth that we're trying to connect and convey some of, you know, a lot of the things we've been talking about earlier, like how do you cope with, you know, mental health, how do you cope with what is going on in the world socially? And, and how do you how can you have a voice in that? How can you play a part in that change? How can you play a part in the change in your own life? It's and then how can you connect what you're reading and writing and seeing to yourself and to the world around you? And it's really it's it's a difficult thing. These are these are, you know, higher level thinking skills. But if we raise expectations I in th in you know come coming from it with a place of compassion and understanding you know of of our students and and what they need what their needs are I think that's really the really the way that we can reach them and I, and I love how you're using different types of mediums to engage them because you know in this again this day and age there's just as we talked about earlier there's just so many different things going on it's like how can you focus anymore it's it's even i mean i'm sure you're feeling it too like you said just us teachers are struggling as well just as much as the kids and you know i i've suffered from anxiety as well i've talked about that on the show a couple times and um especially not i don't like just throw it out there but when it comes up it comes up and um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tell them all the time. I'm like, they ask me how I'm doing. And, and I, I almost, and uh, my girlfriend and I were talking about this too. It's like, now, you know, the kind of the taboo, not taboo, but like the, the, the normal uh, response when someone asks you how you're doing, it's like, oh yeah, I'm doing good. It's like, why, why are we all saying that right now? Like, no one's doing good. Like, let's just say, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Like, and, and being open with your students about that. It's just, it's, I think it's an important thing. So to just be able to connect with them and have those different. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And, and again, like, thank you for your transparency as well. Um, it's not easy for us to always, you know, say exactly what we're going through. Mm. Um, I think to bring back to what you said initially at the top of this conversation about mental health, which is also a whole nother conversation because a lot of us are, dealing with some things and we're dealing with them alone um yeah. you know that's really really hard um especially with covid like it's a real thing to potentially catch this um and i think that's very isolating all at the same time you know um even if you want to there's some people that are like I'm not intermingling with anybody but there's also people who are like I kind of want to and it's hard you know um and I see what this is doing you know to my my kids firsthand like my oldest lives in Rhode Island uh and he goes to school he's in they're doing like the hybrid model school thing already yeah. where it's one weekend one week out um, and it scares the hell out of me. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I had texted him the other day and I'm like, you know, I'm really just worried. I'm like, are you okay? Like, this is like, how are you feeling? Like now that you've gone back, this was like day one of when he went back and he's like, honestly, he's like, I'd rather sit at home. Like I'd rather do remote yeah. school. He's yeah. like, I didn't miss this at all. He was, he has a way different schedule. Like he gets up in the morning, he checks into his homeroom. He doesn't have any real like engaging interactive classes. He does all of his work through his computer. He's done by like noon. He does all right. his work in three hours. He's got straight A's and B's and then he's cool for the rest of the day. If yeah. they end up posting some homework after 2 p.m. or 2.30 2, 2 when he gets out, he'll go and check his portal. If there's nothing in there, he's coasting. Whereas my youngest is like, he's in these classes from yeah. 8.30 in the morning to 3.30 in the afternoon Online. with a half an hour break period for lunch. And that's really it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Could you this imagine being on Zoom back to back to back to back to back? Like, I'm looking at his schedule now and I'm like, there's not even a 10 minute like catch your breath and right. i can only imagine what that looks like for teachers so it's yeah. it's really hard i took two independent study classes in college and like almost failed it was hard okay <laughs> hard. Yeah. there's no there's no it's one difficult. to hold me accountable it's all on me and i <laughs> almost failed so i could not imagine having to wake yeah. up and check in like it's difficult. it's difficult from it's my difficult. house from my bed yeah, yeah right yeah seriously no it's hard i mean in my school has been back and forth we're like we've been hybrid for a little bit then we're remote then we're hybrid again then we're remote and it's like i think that's just regardless of what it is it's all taking a toll on us you know and it's all 
you know, but again, it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously important to educate our students and obviously figure out, you know, like what's going on. Like even, you know, the other day too, like with everything hap that happened, obviously when this, you know, when this episode comes out, it'll be a, a few weeks, uh, you know, prior, but, um, as the time we're recording this, it was about roughly a week and a half ago, but you know, when the whole Capitol, you know, building thing happened, I, I kind of threw my curriculum out the window that day. And I was just kind of, I asked my students, Same. I was like, what do you, do you guys want to talk about it? Like, yeah. how do you feel? Like, how are you feeling? Like just to take that like mental health day, because I think I could even feel it even over the zoo, like over the zoom, just the energy from my students was just kind of like, you know, and, and yeah. rightfully so, because we were all feeling that way. We were all just like, what the, what the fuck did we just witness? Like, right, like, like, right. And to, for me, just to ignore it, f teaching a humanities course, mind you, just felt wrong. And I was just like, the floor is open. Like, who wants to, I'm not going to tell you guys what to think. I'm not going to say, I mean, I'll, and then they, they did ask my opinion. I obviously did share it, but like, I, and I'm not afraid to, it's fine. Like, but, and I wanted them to open this, but, and, and it's, and it's amazing when you give kids that that space that or that space. platform to do that yeah. what they'll say and what they'll bring to the table and things that you didn't even think of they're smarter than we think and they're they are so tune. smarter than us i tell everybody that um i am gonna tell my age i am about to be 37 uh <laughs> and people always say to me like you don't look your age and i'm like it's because i'm constantly around young people they keep mm -hmm. me young they are with it they're a lot smarter than what we give them ever credit for most of the time they are paying a lot more attention than most of us think that they are and i think it's really important that you recognize that they needed that space because like you said as soon as you offer it the things that come out are so profound and in ways that you weren't thinking about i never thought i was gonna see something like this in my lifetime Me i just either. didn't um at all whatsoever um however we're not realizing like when that's happening like these these youth are in school and they're scrolling so they're seeing it they're seeing while it. the teacher is still trying to teach you know math it's like exactly. they're not you know what i'm saying like we have to give everybody a chance to breathe um same yeah. that day that's exactly what happened um with us that that day it was kind of like okay forget what we were like gonna be doing like let's hold space for like your thoughts and your opinions and your emotions mm. um and i think that's super important i also think if teachers are listening to this fellow teachers teaching assistants um, paraprofessionals, all of the, all of the people, um, mothers, fathers, guardians, cause we're all teachers, right? Yep. Um, we have to consider like, while we're doing these things on zoom, like if I haven't said anything that doesn't stick, please allow this to, is that we need to, um, be sensitive while we're on zoom. Um, we have this thing at, at both places um, that I teach uh, where we don't enforce the camera being on. Um, we don't. We need to really like think about what kind of environment some of these, these youth live in and like how comfortable and uncomfortable they may be while being on camera. Um, a way of dealing around that um, is you say at the top of every single class that they're allowed to turn off their cameras, but when they are called upon, please answer in the chat or respond adequately. Mm -hmm. I you do know? the exact same thing. Yeah, I do the exact same thing. That's and it, period. Yeah, yeah. 
I expect them to be there, even if they want the camera off. And if I, if you know, they, if I prompt them or whatever the case, yeah, I exactly, I, I feel the exact same way. And uh, yeah, we have to be mindful of, yeah, because that these are, we're, we're almost allowing, we're allowing kids into our homes, but in a, in, a, in a way on this, but we're also, like you said, the flip side, like we're almost invading into their spaces too and they don't some some of these kids they they don't it's it's their space they don't want anyone else to see it maybe or like or they're very self-conscious about it for whatever reason so it's just you know you're so right it's it's you know and it kind of even goes back to the dunkin donuts little uh metaphor you had a little earlier too where it's like you don't know someone's situation so let's let's actually open up that dialogue and talk about it right i mean you know, if the kid has the camera off because he's playing video games in the background, that's, that's a different. different story, right? But there's completely, other, you know, many different explanations as to why that could be, you know? And, exactly. And we, we're already in a sensitive climate, right? Because, like, people are yeah. feeling at an all-time high. Yeah. And we talk about that even on social media where people are like, everybody's so sensitive. But it's like, okay, now that everybody's so sensitive, can we start, like, what's the next step of being sensitive you know like we have to be considerate uh with other people and have some sensitivity of of thinking of these things like i don't know where this person's from i don't know what they're going through i don't know what their living situation looks like um when you know i have students that share rooms with their siblings you know what i mean and they don't want their peers to know that um you know, and that's that's their prerogative. That's their right. You know what I mean? So it could be something as small as them being, I, I, I don't want to minimize. Uh, it could be something as they just don't feel comfortable and they're, they're, that's just who they are and this is their space. Or it could be like a situation that they're just like, I don't want people to know like this is, this is my situation. And that's okay. It is exactly, and and we yeah, we just to be more mindful of that. And I'm glad that you kind of put a little call to action there. Like anyone that's listening, whether you're a teacher or a parent or anything, like we just yeah, we have to be aware of, of a lot of these situations. And that this is not this is just an, this is an unprecedented time. Like this, no one expected that we would be teaching this way or that. And not to say you know, like, of course, you know, there's many jobs out there right now that are very difficult to do because of the situation that we're in, but. Also, like, you know, teaching has been, of course, one that's been impacted as well. So, um, you know, it's just it's just it's just a really difficult time. But again, we can I think moving forward, tackling it with compassion is really, you know, the the end goal here, I think, is if that 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 will help help things in the long run, if we're just a little more compassionate. But this has just been an amazing conversation, Amanda. Thank you like so much for doing this and being here. Like this has just been amazing. you do. I one one last question I had actually. So I, I did see you have an EP coming out very soon, and, and I wanted you to talk a little bit about that too. Oh, that too. I forgot I said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Damn it! I did say that, didn't I? Okay, so like. We can scrap it. Can scrap it. No, how did you? You got a lot out of me tonight. The chat book. All this stuff. Um, that's great. Chapel coming soon. Great interview. EP coming soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am coming out with an EP. I think uh, what I will say, because I don't want to say too much. Okay. Um, I think even on the internet, I was like, if I told y'all I was dropping an EP, like an EP's coming. I said something. Um, maybe that was the uh, that was the Aries in me, like just put it out there. Uh, <laughs> the Aquarius in me is like, why did you do that? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be really dope. I don't think... I don't think it's going to be what people anticipate it to be, which is really okay. cool. Um, for me, uh, like I was saying with Be Heard World, uh, it's the ability to create something. And I know 10, 20 years from now, when I listen to what I've created, I'm going to be like, damn, it's like a time capsule. You know what I mean? And you're able to reflect back on, you know, what you've been through, but more so over like what you've what you've accomplished. You know, I don't think we um, at least maybe for me, I'm going to speak for myself. I ain't going to put that on anybody else. But for me, I don't always like celebrate, you know, when I do something or I reach a new goal. I, I too, am, you know, working through. Because words are spells, so we have to pay attention to how we speak. Um, I am working through um, getting to a point where I'm cool with that. Like, I don't celebrate all of my successes in the moment sometimes. And, like, I went down south recently, and I just spent the most incredible three weeks ever with, like, my mom and my sister and my kids. And one thing she said to me was, like, do you ever take the time to just, like, slow down and just, like, celebrate yourself? And for me, doing this EP is not just a celebration for myself, but also kind of like a rebirth. I feel like, not kind of like a rebirth, it is a rebirth. Everything that I thought to know before now and everything I've gone through up until now, those things are okay. Those are my experiences. That's my journey. I've learned. I've loved. I've lost. It's now time to be 1,000% free, like, within myself, who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this EP is going to be a really good way of getting all of those things out because now that I have done the work and I know what those things are, I'm able to put them into words. Um, And I feel comfortable now about sharing them, which is even more important, right? Um, Absolutely. But I'm going to be talking about some things that I don't think people are going to be, I don't think people are going to expect. But for me, there are topics that I think not only are important for me to discuss because I've been through them, but I think they're just important to discuss in general Mm -hmm. um, because we still have some connotations and some negative opinions about certain topics uh, that I will be discussing. So I think to bring that light to the forefront, I want to do that. But also like experiment. Like I'm not, I don't want anybody to put me in a box. I don't put myself in a box whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I think that the the sky is definitely not the limit. Like we have space and opportunity to do whatever our hearts desire. Even if we fail sometimes at doing it, um, we're still able to do that. The choice to start all over again or to make a decision, I think is, is just incredible. It's an amazing feeling. And for me, this is a way of saying that like, Hey, this EP, hi, what you thought you knew, you don't. And I just hope people like like it. I'm already proud of it, to be honest with you, because I'm proud of 
where I've brought myself to be able to do it. So for me, I'm already happy and it's and it hasn't even been completed yet. I can confidently say that. I don't have a release date. Um, none of that stuff. And I'm just taking my time. Um, Please do. <laughs> I'm taking my time. I'm just taking my time. There's no rush for me. Um, with the videos, I felt the same way. Um, most people, because I'm Brandy Blaze's publicist, shout out Brandy Blaze. Um, and they've seen me do press work and media uh, work and things like that, that people expected for there to be like huge like rollouts or like some kind of something. And I'm like, nah, I just really just want to put it out there and, you know, share it. That's what it means to me. And um, if it catches, it catches. If it doesn't, that's okay too. Because for me, I just want to put it out. Exactly. And such a great attitude to have because you, you want to be proud of it yourself, right? And if you're not, then kind of what's the sense, right? So if you, as long as you're proud of it and what you're doing and, and what in the art that you've in really the effort you put into it, then that's all that matters at the end of the day. But uh, trust me, I think if sideburns can, uh, can resonate with people, I have no doubt in my mind that whatever's on this EP is going to resonate with at least somebody, if not Many, many, thank you. So, and I'm definitely sideburns just sounds funny. I just like, I I have problems bringing it back, like titling my poem. So, (laughs) that's one of them. I was like, I'm just gonna take a word out of the poem, and that's gonna be the title. And I was like, sideburns, (laughs) yeah. And I, I think I forgot to mention this earlier too. Like I apologize for my shaky camera work. It definitely uh, on Amanda's video uh, way back in the <laughs> earlier in the episode. I'm Stop. sure. I am sure as you as you guys notice when you guys uh, hit the, some of the videos, Amanda's videos, links in the description that uh, those videos are much more well put together than uh, my my shaky iPhone camera. <laughs> hand, but there you go. <laughs> I thank you for that. Yes, I thank you. You were present. You. Um, also like we talked you hit me up like i saw the videos just thank you just for real for real like thank you thank clarissa 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 you got it clarissa i'm sorry i was like clarissa explains it all was my generation y'all might be too young for that um (laughs) um but thank you for resonating with the work like honestly it's it's that it's that exactly. right there. It's all like, it is at the end of the day. It's just that right there that mm-hmm. makes it rewarding within and of itself. Like, Absolutely. seriously. Like, people Absolutely. always ask me, they're like, dude, <laughs> do you want to be famous? And I'm like, mm, nah. Like, I don't want to be famous. Because they're not happy. Those people that are famous, they're not They're not. Happy. They're I don't nuts. want paparazzi hanging out outside my crib. Like, that does no. not sound like appeasing to me like honestly people are, will will maybe come from my neck because i still love kanye west yes i said it here i do um you cannot at all like at all like cancel this man because i without, still love kanye without love kanye. kanye some of this uh, oh oh okay okay I'm like, what just happened? My thing just went blank. <laughs> Without Kanye, we wouldn't have certain genius uh, projects out here that are living. But, you know, the way he acts with paparazzi, I'm like, honestly, that would low-key, high-key be me. Because I just, I don't like that. It's super invasive. So I don't want to be famous. I want to live, I want to leave a legacy. Um, mm. Not just for my kids, but for anybody that I've touched. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say 
rest in peace, Irvine. Um, the community just lost a huge, 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 just impactful, transformative. I, there's so many different words I can use to describe who Irvine was. I just hope that in my lifetime, I can, you know, touch people in the ways that she's touched all of us because she has indeed touched all of us. And she is truly, she truly put in the work for our community. So um, when I think of legends in Boston, I, th I think of her. Mm -hmm. And if I can do that here, um, that's my purpose. Absolutely. That's my purpose. You know, thank you for that sentiment too. Rest in peace, Irvine, for sure. And, thank you. Uh, and of course, again, thank you for everything that you're doing in the community and in Boston to raise awareness on a multitude of different issues like mental health and you know racism and oppression and just and all of that. And I think that there is a, a beauty that is coming from it. I've witnessed it. I've seen it. And and it's just I, I think it's just so important. So and uh, but once again, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you for coming on the show today and, and be, being here and doing this for our for our listeners. I think this you are like one of the most unique guests we've had on the show in the best possible way. So thank I'm just so thrilled to for everyone to hear this one. And and I was super. I, I knew it was going to come out this way. I was I was I was pretty confident. <laughs> so, minus a couple of technical difficulties on my end, but other than that, we, it's this, okay. this, this was great. So, so I thought it was an amazing interview. Thank you so much. Like so I don't welcome. even feel like it was an interview. It was a real conversation. Like yep, we, that's all it is. We were connected before this. We're definitely staying connected after oh, this. So absolutely, this is not the last. For... Not not the last time Amanda will be on with us for sure. Oh, I, I, I highly doubt that. I'm pulling up whenever y'all want me to. Let's this was <laughs> absolutely amazing. Thank you for just highlighting um what i'm doing and like highlighting so many of us um out here that are really just trying to you know build better communities and build yeah. ourselves to our best higher self so thank you for that and you're welcome i'm i'm lit i'm just like i don't even know what to do i know i'm gonna go eat after this because i told yes, you that was you the icing some, on the cake you but have some like, food to get to I can't even like absorb Netflix right now. I just have to like sit in this love. So thank you, thank you, thank oh, you. Oh, so you. you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you for real quick. Just plug plug yourself. I mean, we'll we'll link everything in the description. But tell the people where they can find you, of course. And and of course, if if you're not gonna follow her after this, if you you, have, you don't know who Amanda Shea is before this, and you're not gonna follow. Her, I, I I don't know what, why you wouldn't. It just doesn't make sense. But let, get let your people, life. Let, <laughs> let the no. people know where they can find you. <laughs> um. Hey y'all. Hey. It's your girl Amanda Shea. Y'all can follow me um, at Amanda Shea on Facebook, on Twitter, even though I don't be on Twitter because Twitter scares the hell, the hell out of me. Haven't been on it for years. <laughs> I just can't do Twitter, bro. But I do have a Twitter, so that's Amanda.Shea06. Uh, that's the day of my birth date. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Amanda Shea all day. And Shea is like the butter, y'all. Don't play me. It's not S H A Y. It's S H E A, like the butter, especially for my melanated peoples. Like y'all already know. So y'all can follow me there. <laughs> Check out my website. We just dropped it um, at the top of this month, actually. It's my first ever website. Never had a website before. Um, shout out Tanisha Charles, AKA Mixtape Chick. 
who not only did a phenomenal job, but her turnaround time was incredible. I feel like we've known each other, but like she really like embodied who I was, who I am on this um, website. So thank you so much for doing it. Y'all go check out her work. She's absolutely amazing. That's Mixtape Chick. That's with two eyes um, in mix. Uh, she's absolutely amazing. You can follow me there um, at amandashay.com. Shay like the butter. That's it. That's where Love you it. can find me. And like DM me. Hit me up. Like people always tell me all the time. They be like, yo, I've been wanting to talk to you, but I just be feeling like you mad busy, yo. It's like, please don't have that perspective. Like mm -mm. if there's something you want to know or is something you want to ask, if you want to collab, um, if you need a feature, like seriously, Closed mouths don't get fed, y'all. So just ask. The worst thing that somebody's going to be like is nah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or yep. ask for a dollar amount, maybe. But you really don't know like what people are how people are willing to work with you until you ask. So exactly. please hit me up. Absolutely. I, again, firsthand, we've had a lot of conversations and DMs for sure. So and it's been great. So yeah, like I said, definitely, definitely hit her up and support this support her support all her art everything she's doing guys give her a follow everything's linked in the description and uh if you are a fan of amanda shea coming on to us for the first time follow us at turntable teachers on instagram, on instagram. just got just on got TikTok. tiktok if you're into that if you're of the new generation yes. on TikTok. Okay. still still learning it you know and uh, i have a tiktok too i forgot <laughs> i don't be on it though i don't be on it i don't know how Maybe, to do yeah. it yeah, it's, I, yeah i'm never it's, doing the bus it challenge just nope just, we we do not do busted challenge. We're not doing busted challenge. That's not that's not our content. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> not our content, but we are on there. And I'll of course, support it, but I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that for sure. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, hit up our website too: www.turntabletechers.com, and subscribe to our podcast streaming services, YouTube, wherever you get uh, your podcasts, and be in tune for more guest speaker episodes and definitely more from amanda coming this year and we will definitely be you know continuously plugging her as as the years and year goes by so definitely uh, make sure you guys give her some love but once again amanda thank you again for an amazing episode this was a lot of fun thank you thank You're you for so having welcome. me i really oh, appreciate it i'll see y'all soon absolutely absolutely i am mike this is amanda with the turntable teachers and class is officially dismissed Turn to